the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. This is episode 234. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Uh, we're going to do two issues again. Um, issues 65 and 66 of the West Coast Avengers from December of 1990 and January of 1991. This is the first two parts of a storyline called... Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to spoil everything here. The storyline's called The Reaper and the Robot. And on the cover of the first issue is the Grim Reaper. And on the cover of the second issue is... Uh, the Robot? Ultron 13. Is it 13? That's what it says right there. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. And then they made a pun. Ultron 13, Avengers 0. <laughs> Both of these issues, you know, honestly, we've had a pretty, except for last issues, hmm. uh, fill-in. We've had a pretty consistent run here for quite a while where you've got both of these issues are written by Roy and Dan Thomas. They're uh, penciled by Paul Ryan and inked by Danny Bolinati. This first one is called Whatsoever a Man Soweth. It's been a while, but if you remember, Roy Thomas loves to use quotes as titles. This is from the Bible. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Uh, does the next issue complete the quote? It does not. <laughs> well, no, because it's the robot issue. So I guess this quote is here because it's the Grim Reaper. So he just liked the reaping stuff. Yeah. Before we get started... There's a letters page in uh, next week's episode, I believe, that references this issue. Okay. Um, Simon Williams, Wonder Man, is standing in a cemetery where I'm assuming his brother's buried because he's saying hi to his brother. And there's some tombstones here. It's it's framed very oddly. I, I Is he supposed to be looking at that tombstone that's by the tree? I think so. So there's like a hill in front of him with these yes. other tombstones turned towards... The reader. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's very laid out, very weird. But apparently, um, two of these characters here, I believe it's this Lenore Fenzel, or maybe Kevin Penders, one of those two, and this David Landers, someone in a letters page in a, in a future issue says, hey, I saw those and remembered those names, and it's two characters from the new universe's DP7. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if David Landers was only three years old when he died. I saw that, too. I thought that was weird. Don't remember which character was David Landers. The name sounds familiar now that I've said it out loud. The other person, I don't know. Maybe it was this Kevin Penders, because that one actually has an age to it. Yeah. Um, yes. That one's like, what, 35? No, 25. Yeah, I don't know how someone was three years old and was in DP7. Anywho. So, Wonder Man is... At a graveyard to talk to the tombstone of his dead brother. Mm -hmm. He's flashing back. We don't care. As soon as he leaves, the Grim Reaper bursts out of the ground, brought back to life by Necra. Now, the Grim Reaper died in West Coast Adventures. No, I'm sorry. In the Vision of the Scarlet Witch number two. Uh, or was it? Yeah, I think it oh, yeah, was. Or was right. West Coast Adventures number two? It was mm, one of those. I feel like it was Vision of the Scarlet Witch. He uh, was running away from... Wonder Man of the Vision and fell off a cliff. And one of the, tripped over a cliff and fell on his own scythe. One of the most <laughs> ignominious deaths. Oops. He had been brought back by Necra in Vision of the Wonder Man number 12. Did you say Vision and the Wonder Man? <laughs> that is... <laughs> Butch and Sundance. Vision and the Wonder Man. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. In Vision and the Scarlet Witch number 12... Uh, Necro resurrected him as a zombie. He looked much better than he does in this issue. but This is his second resurrection. But when he finds out that he is a zombie, he basically is like, I reject your gift of life and dies again. So this time she's brought him back. And before when he, she brought him back, 
he was completely under her control. Yeah. But now she's brought him back so he is completely autonomous. Because she loves him. Because she loves him. The only thing he has to do is he has to kill one person a day and absorb their life force. And who's the first one he kills? He kills Necra. Crazy. It's actually a little hardcore. It I was really like, is. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember this. He puts his scythe right through her chest and sucks out her life force. And you can tell, um, I think it's supposed to... No, no, he still looks horrible. It doesn't regenerate him like a vampire like Dracula where he's it, all old and gets... It does eventually, the more... Because he, he doesn't really stick by the one-a-day rule. He starts he sucking up not. lives left and right, and he starts to look better. Yeah, it, I, I have to say, I, I really have to give uh, Roy Thomas and Dan Thomas credit for it because I didn't see it coming. I didn't think it would happen. Now, she will not... Stay dead. No. I mean, her name's Necra. <laughs> Damon Hellstrom will resurrect her in the Dr. Druid miniseries in 1995. Nice. But she stays dead for a little while. And it shows us that this is a completely different Grim Reaper. We then move to the West Coast Avengers compound, where Hawkeye is pra- is training with the bow and arrow at night. On that cool little doohickey machine that John Byrne had introduced. Yes, which looked better when Byrne drew it, but it doesn't <laughs> look bad here. <laughs> That's all right. Basically, he and the U.S. agent get in a fight, as they always do, and no one cares. And Scarlet Witch still doesn't have her powers. And her and Wonder Man still seem to be getting a little close. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that the Marvel Universe would be a much better place if they would have, would have left her powerless. Well, I mean, with what she does yeah. in the future, sure. So, the Grim Reaper, meanwhile, stumbles upon a bunker, a, 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 an abandoned by the government bunker in San Pedro, California, which is being used by a satanic cult. A bunch of hippies. And he walks in and just starts killing them all and sucking up their life force. It is a little odd that he finds this place because it seems to be out in the middle of nowhere and not someplace you just wander into. Maybe it was right near the cemetery. Who knows? Well, Cemeteries seem to be up on a hill, and this seems to be on the other side of a hill. So so do you think he grows stronger if he absorbs more than one soul a day? I'm not sh- sure if he grows. I don't. Is there any level to his strength? Like, all his power is in his scythe. Yeah. The different things that it can do. Like, whirly gigs and shooting lasers. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now that he's a, an undead, if he is stronger than he was before, we never really see him fight, No, all we see is that he can't be hurt regularly. Yeah. Like, people can shoot him and stab him, and he's like, whatever, I don't care, I'm dead. Yeah. I like how he shows up at this place. He's like, the name's Reaper. You can call me Grim. <laughs> so it's <dumb. laughs> So, meanwhile, Wonder Man and the Scarlet Witch are out having um, dinner when at taco loco yes when one of the people that was at the bunker comes stumbling in claiming that a grim reaper is killing all of the people in her satanic cult and she dies on the ground and she dies and so the police and the scuttle witch and wonder man go out and they find that apparently after the grim reaper killed everybody he just hung around (laughs) he didn't go anywhere how far away are are Simon and Wanda from the compound. And I mean, there's not a map, but... Because they're talking out at the compound on the beach when he asks her out to dinner, and he's like, she's like, hey, the Taco Loco. It was like, Clearly, it's a place that they're familiar with. And yet, when they're at this restaurant and this woman dies and the cops are like, oh, we have to investigate this, he f- flashes his ID card and says that he's an Avenger. And the cop doesn't seem to know who he is. And then he's like, who's the lady? And she's like, I'm Scarlet Witch. I'm an Avenger, too. And I'm like... How do you not know? <laughs> we're, you know, we're going to be talking about this again and again over the course of the storyline because it feels like... He's been in movies. 
Hey, well, that's the other thing. I mean, we two pages before people were take, getting his autograph. Yeah, and they but they didn't know he was an Avenger. They just knew him from movies. What? I can accept that, and I could accept if the comps had come that, in and be like, Simon William, you're Archon. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but at least they should recognize him for some reason. Yes, agreed. But I feel like Roy Thomas over these next few issues always once an issue at least has to put somebody in who's apparently never heard of the Avengers before. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch sports, but if, you know... <laughs> Someone mentions Michael Jordan, you're like, oh, yes, that guy that played the, the sports ball thing. I was even going to use a more... I was going to use a more contemporary reference until I remembered that I'm not sure I know any more contemporary <laughs> references. You're welcome. But he's wearing his Avengers costume. If he came up to me in a Celtics uniform, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know that's a team. That does sports ball? Sure. Yes, the Celtics. If, is that how, are they the Celtics? They're the Celtics, yes. Well, they, shouldn't they be the Celtics? Hmm. No, it's modern now. It's a soft C. If the Philly, all I'm saying is if, if the Philly fanatic walks up to me, I know who that is. <laughs> Even out of costume? Mm. That's not the point, though. He's in costume. That's exactly That's what, what he looks mean. like when he's Wonder Man. Anyway. Um, so they go off to investigate. I'm not, I like the cops is like, oh yeah, the bunker. I know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> so so they go there and the Grim Reaper is still there. Yeah, why is he here? Why is this is his he... new home? Does he live here now? <laughs> he's murdered like 12 people and he's just standing there. He starts fighting Wonder Man and he's able to like 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 you say Wonder Man can't really hurt him and he somehow knocks Wonder Man across the room. So he does seem to be stronger than he was as a human. Yeah, we don't see it happen, so I'm not sure. But he also, like, punches a table and yeah. looks like he breaks it. I mean, it's like a dining room table. Who cares? <laughs> I'm just saying. So <laughs> and then yeah. the cops try and shoot him and the bullets just go right through and he's like, I don't care. Yep. But then he tries to touch Simon. He tries to take Simon's energy and it makes him sick. That does not work. He's allergic to Simon's energy. So but at the same time, Simon actually absorbs... Some of the energy that the Grim Reaper had already absorbed. I, I just want to say ahead of time that this four-issue miniseries deals a lot with energies. Yeah. Different energies transferring to different things. Some of it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. And what, what the, when Simon absorbs the Grim Reaper's energy, it makes Simon weaker as well. Like, they both hurt each other when they... Does not, it make him weak? It just makes him kind of nauseous. Okay. <laughs> but I would argue if you're nauseous, yeah. you're weaker than yeah, you're, normal. You're, you've lost some concentration, at least. It hurts them both. Uh, but in the in the confusion, the Grim Reaper gets away. I'm not sure what the confusion is. The Simon's on the ground going, I think I'm going to be sick. And Wanda's up against the wall going, "I maybe if I can use my hex power again. And she kicks over a lantern and the lights go out. And then the Grim Reaper runs away. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then we go to San Luis Obispo, where Hank Pym and the Wasp had rented a car to be like normal folk. And this is a time before cell phones mm -hmm. where when their car breaks down, they go to the local farm. Yeah, you have to go to you have to try to find a house and they find a house and they can't help them. And so uh, Hank Pym pulls a rover out of his pocket and enlarges the rover. And <laughs> when he does that, these two people blow up, blow up. But it turns out they were androids. We also find out for the first time here that there is a spraying for Malathion. Mal Malathion? Malathion. Malathion. You are familiar with Malathion? No. It is a real thing. It is not good for humans. Mm -hmm. Shocking. 
And many people would like to see it banned, but we hate our planet and we hate ourselves, so it is still in use. When did they mention that in here? Yes, they mention it. Um, oh, there it is, Malathion. Yeah, they mentioned at the top of the page when they first show up at the farm. So when these when these androids blow up, we find out that they are being controlled or were being controlled by Ultron Thirteen. <laughs> and then we have a backup story called "Is It Really a Story?" Toro Toro Toro, <laughs> written by Roy and Dan Thomas, penciled by Rick Levins, inked by Keith Williams. And basically, the human... Is it Roy Thomas's job to just go around and find things that aren't quite complete and just fill in the blanks for no reason? He would like you to think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue his his job is to tell interesting stories, but clearly we have different definitions of what his job is. <laughs> Wait, us and him? You mean? Yes, yes. Me, myself and Roy have different <laughs> definitions of his job. His He believes his job is to fill in blanks in continuity and prove that he went to college. Yeah. I believe his job is to tell interesting stories. So in any case... The Human Torch is, again, talking to Anne Raymond Mm. about the death of Toro. Guys, Toro is dead. Deal with it. But they have to finally find out just what happened that day to Toro, Tom, your husband, and my friend and partner. And so they've gone to this island because they got a note saying, come to this island and I'll tell you what happened to Toro. And they get there. the Mad Thinker. Well, it's not signed, <laughs> but they get there and the Mad Thinker shows up and he's like, wah-ha-ha-ha, ha, I then, have a villainous plan. And they get attacked by a giant whale monster, maybe? They get attacked by a giant whale monster. Um, <laughs> the, the torch melts. <laughs> yeah, the torch sets it on fire and then the monster falls back into the water and when he turns on, the Thinker's gone. Mm-hmm. So... But, and then the thinker takes off his mask and it's Namor. Yes, because the thinker before he left mentioned Lysiansky Island, mm-hmm. a One U.S. Of the Channel Islands or something. Yeah. yeah, and so they're like, "Oh, we know where to go for our next clue. Let's head there." This is the worst scavenger hunt ever. <laughs> and as you say, then we find out that this has been Namor all along, like Agatha all along. And by all along, you mean for four pages, <laughs> uh, but. Namor, at this point in time, Namor wants people to still think he's dead. So he dressed up as the Mad Thinker so they wouldn't know he's alive. Where does everyone get these hyper-realistic masks? I think he borrowed this from the Baroness. Like, come on. If you had had a costume of the Mad Thinker, you wouldn't look like the Mad Thinker. You'd look like someone dressed up as the Mad Thinker. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Especially once he goes in the water. And, it's, and where did Namor get this giant robotic monster thing? Like, it didn't make it. At the time, I was like, okay, Mad Thinker, he's got this monster thing because he's a guy who can build monster things. But then when I found out it's Namor, I'm like, where did he get this thing from? It would make more sense if it was an actual sea monster. Yeah. But then I guess they didn't want the torch to literally just, murder yeah. one of Namor's friends. I like it when he sets it on fire and he's like, that's weird. <laughs> that, that fish is on fire. <laughs> What well, is a little weird because it is a fish. You think it would be, it would be somewhat resistant to fire damage. It's very, very wet. So I'm expecting that we're going to see like huge like chapters of this throughout the next ten issues, right? Uh, no. no, no. So weird. And at the end of this, they say, "Note: This episode took place shortly before Namor did reveal his." Ex- oh my god! So Namor's already. So you couldn't so have you, just. The done, story was pointless. You couldn't have just set this after Namor revealed his existence, but no, because then you just have Namor calling him up and being like, "Yo, go out to this island." Yeah, uh, that couldn't be easier, could it? Boy, 
I'm, in fact, Namor could just call Torch and tell him what happened to Toro. Well, yeah, if he was just like, hey, Torch, I'm alive. Just keep it on the DL for me, would you? Like, what is this? Like, the Torch doesn't have any friends. The only person he could tell is Anne Raymond. And the only person she talks to is the Torch. So this isn't going to get out. And they'll both forget about it and then <laughs> stand around and want to talk again. Literally, Anne Raymond and the Torch have been dealing with the death of Toro since we, for the last in in, it's in like a year, right? A year and a half. Oh my god! Because it started in issue fifty. Ugh. All right, Avengers West Coast number sixty-six, The Reaper and the Robot Part Two, Tunnel Vision. Here's some more Malafion stuff. Yes, the uh, the West Coast Avengers, particularly Iron Man and U.S. Agent, have been called to a protest because there are some people that are tired of being poisoned by the Malafion. So they're going to stand out in the open field where they're going to spray the Malafion on them. Yes. Of course, the U.S. agent is... Oh, my God. He's the worst. I'm not sure if Roy Thomas has a really good idea of his character, if it's really brilliant characterization, or if he has no characterization, because he's kind of all over the place in this scene with the protesters. Yeah, he starts out as like like the, hey, everybody, let's calm down and move on. And then when the one guy is like, no, then he's like turns into the crazy want to battle everybody because what we're finding is that some of these protesters have metal on their bodies like part of their bodies is metal like they just have little patches of metal on their arm is that roy thomas (laughs) (laughs) when we see the full panel of his face is that roy thomas and then the U.S. agent just starts (laughs) just starts wildly accusing everyone of doing illegal malafion yeah he thinks it's this huge conspiracy theory yeah I do enjoy that these two dudes in a county helicopter are pulling off at night. And he's yelling at these two people, and the one gets tired of it, and he says to Iron Man, you know that hothead Iron Man? And Iron Man's response is, who really knows anybody? Which I thought was such a great response, because <laughs> you just get the idea that Iron Man is kind of tired of a U.S. agent, just like everybody else is. I mean, he could just drop him. He's carrying him, like, he could just drop him somewhere. So the two of them head back to the West Coast Avengers compound, where they meet up with the rest of the team. We see that Tiger is back now from her... Return in Avengers Spotlight. Mm-hmm. She's now back on the team. And they say, hey, Tigra, you're back. And they they get back into the meeting room because Hank Pym and the Wasp have called everybody together to show them the androids that they found. I I want to stop and go back a page. This uh, this dialogue, as they're walking through the combat, they see Tigra and they're like, hey. And then they're running down the hallway and they get to where they're going to be. And Tigra's like, Tigra's asking out U.S. agent because... Yes. Horn dog, horn cat. Oh, sorry, yes, horn cat. Meow. She's like, great. I'll pick you up at eight tonight. And U.S. Agent's confused. He's like, uh, okay. And Iron Man's like, yep, yeah, you're back to normal, right, Greer? And then he goes, well, here's the conference room. Like, who says that? <laughs> <laughs> They're running down the hallway. They stop in front of it. Here we are, people. Stop talking. We're going in. So Hank Pym is concerned about the robots. Oh my God, is that Anne Raymond sitting at the table? No, that's Scarlet Witch. Oh. She's not in costume because she still doesn't have her powers. Oh, boy. Hank Pym believes the big concern is the robots. Yes. US Wonder Agent, Man. Oh, no. Wonder Man's concern is Grim Reaper. Yes. Yeah. And so the team is bickering and arguing. And it's not just them. I mean, of course, Hawkeye and US Agent. It is, again, it's so Roy Thomas 1960s Avengers where all the team did was bicker. Well, it's US Agent and Hawkeye. And so... Yeah, Malathion spraying. Get serious, Agent. You think the Earth's being invaded by robot medflies? <laughs> Hawkeye doesn't talk like that. No, he does not. When 
Hank Pym decides they're going to look into the robots before the the Grim Reaper. Wonder Man has a hissy fit mm. and goes <laughs> again some more stuff. Breaks so much stuff and then goes flying out of the compound by himself. Even in, the Scarlet Witch tries to get him to come back, but he's basically like, "Oh, you're on their side. Everybody's against me. Why yeah. do you love me?" The Avengers split up to look for well to blazes with all of you. That's what I say to my kids. I do like that Hank Pym has glasses on. I don't think I've ever seen Hank Pym with glasses before. In any case, Hawkeye... It's the new patches on the elbows. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Hawkeye has come up with where he thinks that... Yeah, what? I'm I'm confused by that that big panel where he has the glasses on. Are we seeing all the Avengers going off in different directions? Yes. Okay. When I first read it, I thought they were that was like a group that was going somewhere, and the other was, and I was like, "How did Hawkeye end up by himself?" Yeah, Hawkeye, which is not Hawkeye's by himself, but Tigra and Quicksilver have trailed him because Hawkeye believes that whatever's going on, it's got to be it's got to be in the tunnels where the L.A. subway was being built. Yeah, this is that makes sense. Well, this is, and what's crazy is so there was a fire in the tunnels. According to him, and and the footnote says it was in all the LA papers. Honest, it actually did happen. This is current events. On July thirteenth, nineteen ninety, the tunnels in LA where they were building a subway caught fire. There was a huge fire there. As far as I could find, there was no reason. So as far you, as I you know, don't think it, it was Ultron. It might have been. Mm-hmm. I I, ha- I can't say it wasn't. But uh, are, Hawkeye, T- Tiger, and Quicksilver sneak in there. Are you at all annoyed by the fact that Tiger and Quicksilver are like the Martin and Lewis cracking jokes behind Hawkeye? They're like It seems very out of character, especially for Quicksilver. Yes, it is very out of character. It's a very interesting trio. Hawkeye, <laughs> Tiger, and Quicksilver. It's really strange. For Tiger and Quicksilver to together track Hawkeye is the weirdest thing. I kind of like the group, but it's the weirdest group. It makes no sense. Yeah, do you think Quicksilver was annoyed that he had to like walk slowly? <laughs> Probably yes. Because Tigra can track with her senses, and Quicksilver was like, "Ah, I already ran ahead. He's up here." Yeah, right. <laughs> I found him. <laughs> so, in any case, they're accosted by some androids, by some robots, and they uh, easily beat them. Uh, I believe they're called androns. Not yet, because I think those are actual. Those are actual robots. Are they? No, they're not. Are they not? No, he mentions it. I don't know if it's... My I think apologies. It's, I think it's in next week's episode. He's like, says something about the people that they had already encountered. My apologies. So they are androns. They are beaten. That's horrible. And, but, but they can beat them, but then Ultron himself enters the, the fight and easily takes out the three of them. I mean, sure. Which is not a surprise. And he puts them in some tubes. As and, you do. And tells them... And you talk to them as bad guys do. He basically lives out his whole plan, which is his plan is, you know, I've never liked humans and I wanted to destroy them. But then I thought, what if I just turned all the humans into robots? Easy peasy. And that's what he's doing by... Because if you breathe the right gas, this... He, he says what it is it's like four ga- times. Gallium something. Uh, if you breathe that, it'll turn you into a robot, which, I mean, I don't want to. I know it's... Have you tried it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know it is silly to, to nitpick villain. Um, it's silly to nitpick villain plans, but this doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But you know what? It's Ultron. I love Ultron. I love the fact that when he knocks Quicksilver out, he says, now they send a mere jogger against me. Yeah, that was funny. very happy. That was good. But he, he, so he's turning those Avengers into robots, but we still have time for a backup story. Hey, there's the, there's the end of the rest of that quote. This is technically a Wonder Man story written by Roy Thomas. I guess Dan was like, I'm not helping you with this, Roy, do it yourself. Penciled by Rick Levins, inked by Keith Williams, 
called That Shall He Also Reap, which is the second half of the quote from the last issue. Coming full circle. And yeah, basically Wonder Man finds the Grim Reaper killing hobos. (laughs) Typical Saturday night. Uh, Wonder uh, Grim Reaper is really, as usual, kicking the crap out of Wonder Man when the Grim Reaper is attacked by the Mandrel. The Mandrel, Necra's brother. Necra's daughter. Yeah, Necra's brother first appeared. His name is Jerome Beachman. First appeared in Shaun of the She Devil number four back in June of 1973, created by Carol Suling and Ross Andrew. He's a mutant who looks like a Mandrel. He. Uh, his body creates a pheromone that makes women obey him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, wouldn't they just from the way he looks? <laughs> <laughs> this character oozes a pheromone from his shiny red butt. Oh no, that's a baboon. Sorry. I don't know why, but this character has always made me uncomfortable. I feel like he seems racist or misogynistic, but in a way I can't put my finger on. It's just a monkey man. I just don't. I don't love him. In any case, he fights the Grim Reaper because he's upset that the Grim Reaper killed his sister, and the Grim Reaper kills him. Mm-hmm. He will be back in two thousand four. They will never tell how he survives this. It doesn't matter. And it looks pretty desiccated. Mm-hmm. And then the Grim Reaper walks away while Wonder Man is recovering. See, the Grim Reaper's looking better. He mm-hmm. is looking better. There, you're bit right. Bit by bit. And then, um, you know, the cops come, and Wonder Man's like, I don't know, some guy, some guy killed them. It was somebody I never knew. And if you said that to a cop, wouldn't the cop be like, what? Yeah. Yes or no, man. What do you... <laughs> I know there's no letters page in here, but I want to show you this ad for Master of Kung Fu Bleeding Black, an 80-page one-shot. Who, who is that by? Uh, Doug Mensch, with art by David and Dan Day. No, I don't know them. You shouldn't, because that artwork's horrible. <laughs> it looks like an ad for a video game made by Capcom in the 1980s. <laughs> well, it does kind of, actually. <laughs> Yeesh. Anyway, so that's the first half of the Reaper and the Robot. Yep, next week we'll finish it off. Exciting stuff so far. There's some Malathion. There's uh, uh, hobos being killed and Satanists. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. The Avengers doesn't have a great rogues gallery. Most of their rogues they borrow from other people. But the Grim Reaper and Ultron are two of my favorite members of their rogues gallery. That being said, I do not like this Grim Reaper. I no, like, I like the corny Grim Reaper with the with the with the nutty gimmicks, not the zombie Grim Reaper. Yeah, the one who was just like mad all the time, mm-hmm. like crazy mad. Yeah, now he's just vindictive. It's very '90s to try to you know make him a. He's edgy. He's a zombie. He kills people now. <laughs> he's edgy. He's a zombie. Yeah, you know. Coming up next on Fox, it's Zombie Cop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ready to go home? Yeah, I mean, yeah. me too. Sure, okay. Thanks for listening to these two delightful issues. Um, we'll be doing more Avengers comics next week on the Avenging Hour. Uh, if you'd like to reach out and tell us how great we are, our email is avenginghour at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at the Avenging Hour. It's just at. It's not at. There's not a lot. Of, it's just one at symbol. There's it's, not like six of them. It's four. <laughs> Thanks for listening.